it's almost like an inherent victim mentality sometimes when Mm -hmm. you grow up here, Mm -hmm. because if you haven't had an experience of without, Mm -hmm. it's very easy to just have an expectation of what you're supposed to have. What's up, y'all? You're tuning in to the Here to Uplift podcast. If you've been here before, welcome back. And thank you for being a part of our Uplift community. If you're new here, woohoo! Thanks for joining us, and we hope you continue listening and engaging with our community, where we center the stories of inspiring and impactful entrepreneurs and community leaders. I'm Lolo Fisher, your host, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get into it. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Here to Uplift podcast. I'm your host, Lolo, and I'm super excited to welcome my guest, Pri Ruan, today, who we actually met through a variety of ways, both real estate and church, and then just running into each other in community spaces, which I absolutely love. So, Pri, please introduce yourself. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, so good to just kind of like sit down and, you know, just chat. Um, So my name is Pri, and I'm in real estate. I am a mother, a wife a sister, um, a friend, um, an investor, a uh, kingdom builder in our church. Um, yeah, I have many hats. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing all the things. Yeah. <laughs> well, so that actually just brings me right to my first thought is when you introduce all those different roles and titles, mm-hmm. it immediately makes me think like, okay, superwoman, like how are you, how are you doing this all? How are you making it work? So like, yeah. how do you balance that many hats at once? Yeah, honestly, um, the support of my husband mm-hmm. and uh, my family um, and my community yeah. uh, and my church community and where I'm at, at a kinetic leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if it wasn't for those people, you know, I I don't think I would be where I'm at. So I'm definitely the byproduct right. of all of their support. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I love that. D- does building community come naturally to you or do you have to like work at it? Uh, building community? Yeah. You know, I think it's kind of natural to me because I just, I am outgoing. I love people and I think I love their story. Like I love like where they're, where they come from, where they're headed, where they're at. Um, It just keeps uh, things exciting. I like Mm -hmm. meeting new people and I think I just kind of like naturally like um, build community wherever I go yeah I love that (laughs) I feel like that's like the perfect definition of like a power real estate agent too is like (laughs) if that comes natural to you like this might be a good career yeah (laughs) yeah a lot of people come um from that relation building Mm -hmm. perspective yeah so yeah I love that yeah I think you have to care for people right especially in real estate like it's one of their biggest transaction and if you don't really like genuinely care or like people or like to build a relationship then I I think it could be a little tough I'm sure it could be done but I think you wouldn't enjoy or you wouldn't feel fulfilled right yeah and I think even on the other end of that as a client you can usually tell when somebody's just treating you as a number and not actually building that relationship or getting to know you exactly it's not good it's not it yeah 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 (laughs) they can just feel it right well okay so I know a little piece of your story but I'm so excited as you even said this you love getting to know people's stories that's really what this is all about I have been intrigued by the little pieces of your story that I know and I'm hoping you can share with us more um whether it's on the personal or professional side like how did you get into Mm -hmm. real estate as a career choice but how did you come to America in the first place because I know your story as an immigrant woman is hugely important to you yeah so um I came here in 2010 on a tennis scholarship 
And um, my dad had this vision of like, I'm going to send my two kids to America. Mm. And I remember like, I, I was just like, okay, that's my ticket to America. Okay. Yeah. So then every day after school, we would go to practice. Wow. I think the vision was so big that the every day the how was um, just kind of easy, I would say. Like, it mm. wasn't easy to play, I would say you know tennis it's, it definitely takes a lot of like right. hard work and 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 consistency but then knowing that hey this is uh something that i could use to get away my uh, away from my situation at yeah. the time we weren't in the best place i would say you know uh it's definitely um i wouldn't say a third world country or poor country but it's definitely a little bit backwards compared to america okay. where i grew up um and we didn't come from a well-off family yeah. where um i my parents were hard-working parents like mm -hmm. my mom did everything she could my dad did everything she could um so then i was like oh wow like i could i could come here and do something mm -hmm. for me but also my family so um yeah we actually got a an opportunity to play tennis for free mm. because as you know like tennis and golf they're one of the most expensive yes. <laughs> sports in the <laughs> world right yeah so our coach at the time was coaching um the royal family of oh nepal and, yeah and stuff like wow. that but then he was like you know what i want to introduce this sport to like you know more people mm -hmm. and people who can have the opportunity to play and he started this tennis right. academy for kids. Oh. And my brother was one of the first kids um, in that tennis academy. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, oh, like, if you have any siblings, just have them come. And that's how I got, got introduced to, right. to tennis. But even then, I was like, tennis? Like, it's just my friends are, like, dancing and singing. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm like... I don't know what this is, you know, um, but I saw my brother do really well. Next yeah. thing I know, he's in the newspaper and, and he was doing really well. So I was like, you know what? I can follow his footsteps. Mm -hmm. So definitely, I you know, I, I thank my brother for working hard, mm -hmm. setting that example for me. And then my dad just painting that big vision for us yeah. to come here. Um, yeah. 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 Is the whole family here now? Yeah, the whole family's oh. here now. My brother still teaches tennis full time. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So he's just, you know, he loves what he's doing. You yes. know, he's making yeah. a, a difference um, in those kids' life because that, that was something that happened right. for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. That's huge. And being able to pass back yeah. um, that impact that was made for his life and like help other people to do the same is beautiful. Yeah. yeah now, exactly. I'm not as familiar with tennis as the sport. So yeah. I feel like, like you said, tennis and golf being some of the yeah. most expensive sports to play there are. Yeah. I'm familiar with that in America, but not as a road to opportunity. So mm -hmm. why, why tennis? How did yeah. your dad know that that would be the route? Yeah, I think he knew that there was um, sports scholarships. Mm -hmm. Like, I think he knew that it would be a little bit tough um, with academics mm -hmm. uh, or at least like there was opportunity in America where they would give you not just like academics, but also sports. Yeah. And then um, not a lot of people were playing tennis. Right. Mm -hmm. I literally knew everyone that played tennis in, in, in Nepal. Right. <laughs> There's like 20, 25 of them, <laughs> you know. So then um, you you do have a, an opportunity to do well because mm -hmm. there's not a lot of them playing in the first place. Mm -hmm. But then you also have this opportunity to apply, you know, um, to different countries. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then you met your husband in 2015. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What What did that transition look like from 2010 to 2015? Yeah. 2010 to 2014, I was in college. Yeah. yeah. So then my first two years, I got a tennis scholarship in Texas, okay. and then my 
two years uh, I was there. So mm-hmm. junior colleges give you scholarship for two years and then okay. you get recruited into another college. So then I went from Texas to down south Georgia. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> and then during summer break, because it was so expensive to go back home, I would actually teach summer camps. Mm. So I would either be in New York, Pennsylvania and, and teach tennis in these tennis camps yeah. and then make some, you know, some money for the year and then and, and, and uh, not have to ask my parents because mm-hmm. you know it's, it's just really trying to make your own way yeah so that's what i would do um and i came here um my brother and my parents were already here in california mm-hmm. and then uh, i came to visit them and i was like okay this is it like like i love here right, right. i love being here so i moved here once i graduated mm-hmm. yeah. yeah okay mm-hmm. oh i love that mm-hmm. and so so how did you and Juan meet so Juan and I met 2015 um, on a random Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> like it, just a random Wednesday. Yeah, just a random Wednesday. It, it's funny because I almost didn't go out and mm-hmm. he almost didn't go out. I, I was working at the time in San Francisco okay. and um, I, I had a work event. And after a work event, we just kind of went out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, you know, just keep, in, keep it chill kind of thing. Right. And he was out um, to grab a drink for his friend. Uh, business partner's birthday mm. so he almost didn't go out I was like oh it's you know um, I almost didn't go out one of my friends was like let's just go like you know grab <laughs> one drink and go home and it was funny because it was meant to be right because yeah. um and then we just randomly met at this like oyster house yeah <laughs> I love yeah. that you're like it's just this random Wednesday <laughs> yeah and he was like with his group of guy friends I was with you know group of my girlfriends and next thing you know we're just like everyone's just like mingling with each other we're like okay cool (laughs) perfect yeah okay so then jumping was that was real estate something you were already interested in when you went Mm -hmm. to college or did that come later no um after i graduated i was kind of lost i was like i don't know what to do right Mm. but it's it's funny like how god places people in your life on my way to California, mm-hmm. I happened to be sitting next to a gentleman who was um, a VP of um, sales or something in one of okay. a company. And um, he, at the time, he had just started playing tennis. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, I play tennis, and I think I'm going to go teach tennis with my brother. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, figuring out what I'm, what my next move is. And he was like, I just started playing tennis and he was like, would you give me a tennis lesson? And I was like, sure. So I would teach him tennis once or twice a week. And then he was like, hey, I have a job opening at my company for a like a showroom manager slash like um, help like the sales team. Okay. And then I was like, I've never had a real job. Like I've only taught tennis my whole life. Mm. And he was like, it's okay. Like, you know, you can, you can try it out. He was like, come meet the team. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I I could do that. So I go there and uh, next thing I know, I'm in this hot seat. Everyone's asking me question. And I was like, is this an interview? Cause he was like, you're meeting the team. It's going to be easy. Yeah. No biggie. (laughs) (laughs) And next thing I know, like they're asking me this bunch of questions and I just like kind of, you know, said whatever mm-hmm. they asked me and next thing i know that he was like okay like you you can take this job i was like what like you know uh i was just really figuring out do i go to school again but if i mm. do like what do i study like what do i right 
you know, what do I make out of it? And looking back, I'm like, wow, like God had a plan for me before I knew I had a plan for myself. Yeah. When he puts people strategically into your life. Absolutely. And looking back, you're like, you know, wow, like this, he had already plans for me. Yeah. So, mm. and that's how I feel when I met Juan, you know, mm. like that he was like the one for me. <laughs> yep. And you, you knew. <laughs> yeah. And, that. um, yeah, yeah. So, I was uh, working in San Francisco at the time. And then when I met Juan, mm -hmm. that's when I got introduced to like this entrepreneurship. Okay. Because I was like, wait, you don't have nine to five? Like, what do you do? Like, he's like, oh, like I can make my own schedule, blah, blah, blah. I was like, wait, how do you do that? Because mm -hmm. I didn't know there was another way. Like, it was right. like, go to college and um, get a good degree, mm -hmm. do the nine to five, work till you're 65. Like, you know? Yes. Like, yeah. Like that was the American dream, right? But I feel like the American dream right now is something else. It's mm. like, hey, there's other ways. You can start your own business. You can be an entrepreneur and you can pretty much start from nothing and, and build yeah. something for yourself. Yeah. 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 Well, that's something we can tackle, I feel like, in this conversation too. Because, yeah. you know, what I wanted to ask you today is like our main topic is, is the American dream still alive? Yeah. And I think as you're telling us your story, it's yeah. like, well, yes. Yeah. However, it looks different now. Yeah. So we have this shifting narrative constantly where I think the American dream used to be, um, you know, immigrant families mm -hmm. finding a way. And it is yeah. that nine to five yeah. or working in the industry, working in factories. And yeah. I wouldn't even say nine to five. I'd actually challenge that. Like the original picture of the American yeah. dream is working endless hours yeah. just to bring yeah. home enough for the family. And, and maybe something will come. Yeah. But Today, it seems more like the entrepreneur lifestyle is the American dream. Yeah. What do yeah. you think? Yeah. I think for our parents, it was that. They came here, go to good school. Because sometimes back home, you don't even have access to good schools, mm -hmm. right? You don't even have access to like good paying job. Um, mm -hmm. I think so for our parents, like that was the American dream. But kind of like what you said, right? For yeah. us, um, I think we that's not enough I feel like I feel like mm. our parents already did that I think we're meant to do more paid forward and you could still be at a job but if if there's something like that's telling you like you, there's more because that's how mm. I felt I was at a job right this manager position you know my friends back home are like oh you're you're in this position you are living in San Francisco they're like girl you made it right right so then a part of me is like Wait, I should be grateful for what I have mm -hmm. because someone would do everything to be in that position, right? right? But then a another part of me is like, there's more to this, you know? Mm. There's just something more to it. So I feel like I was searching without knowing that I was searching for it. Yeah. And then I happened to be, um, you know, met my husband, um, Juan, and right. then he was in entrepreneurship. And that that's when I was like, okay, I think this is what the American dream is. Like, mm. there's other opportunities. Uh, my college degree didn't matter at the time, right? Yeah. Like, in real estate, it doesn't really matter what my college degree is or right. where I grew <laughs> up or, you know, uh, how well I did in school. Yes. Like, nothing matters. Yeah. It's just, like, how hard can I work and then bring value and resource to the marketplace. Yes. So, um I think that's the American dream. You can yeah. pretty much go out there and do find what you like to do. And, and sometimes you might not even like what you're doing, but I feel like it's prepping you for the next thing. Mm. Right. Cause in real estate, me and my husband, we weren't into real estate right away. Yeah. We were in this marketing company and looking back, it's like, um, at that time I feel like we did a lot for mm -hmm. a little bit of pay. 
Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like, wow, it was really building our character. It was really building yes. our skills. Yes. Right. So then when we came to real estate and in the last just few years, we were able to have a lot of success. People are like, wow, like, um, how did you do it? Mm -hmm. And we're like, you know what? We actually paid the price somewhere else. Yes. We actually yes. started a business before this. We actually learned how to work with each other before this because mm -hmm. now people are like oh power couple and i'm like uh you should have seen us <laughs> in our first business and um but now it's like we had to go through that right yes. we had to go through that and it's like god was just prepping us like mm -hmm. he was sharpening our skills because you know there was another opportunity so i feel like wherever you are right now like yeah. whoever is listening right they might be at a job they might be at a business where mm -hmm. they're kind of feeling like oh is this for me like nothing right. is wasted. Yeah. Nothing is wasted. You're, you're learning some skill that is going to pay off, um, somehow. Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad you said this because there is such a culture right now of mm -hmm. like instant gratification being an expectation. Yeah. Um, and especially on social media, like yeah. folks don't always tell their stories or share like mm -hmm. the skill building, the character building that has yeah. gone often for years unnoticed. Yeah before the big accomplishments come. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. sad to see, I'm even thinking of my nieces right now are 16 and 17. And, yeah. um, even as they're applying for colleges, they're working hard in soccer right now to mm -hmm. get scholarships, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. Um, and of course they're academics too, but yeah. there's definitely this piece, especially on social media and our yeah. media today for young girls. That's yeah. like, just go get, go be a coach. And yeah. it's like, okay, why do I seeing 21, 23 year old coaches that haven't yeah. had, you know, an experience building yeah. their career before yeah. they start coaching and telling somebody else how to win. And it's, yeah, yeah. it's not sustainable. Yeah. I feel yeah. like we have to get these stories yeah. out more of like, no, there's a lot of work going behind the scenes and you are just fine if you don't feel like you've made it yet. Yeah. I mean, people are just putting their best, uh, picture right their yeah. best accomplishment and 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 i think that's something i need to do is like just be more real you mm. know like i'm like you know you're putting your best filter photo there right and and you're listening to these gurus you know you're <laughs> paying like this you know oh like make money in the next yeah. 60 days like you know i if if that was easy everyone would be doing it that's true but more, most importantly you need to see their track record right what have mm. they built so far yes right if yes. um like i'm not gonna take advice from someone at the gym who mm -hmm. is, you know, like maybe not the best looking or fit, right? right. Uh, I'd rather go to a trainer. Yes. Right. So, so I know credibility the, piece. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Credibility and what have they built? Yeah. Right. What have they built? Because uh, I think anyone can go on social media and start giving advice, mm -hmm. right? But you want to look at their their life, like mm -hmm. our because how, how you do anything is how you do everything yes right like yes. i, I want to know like how they are with their family how mm -hmm. they're with their kids how they're in their marriage and not just like you know this course like take right. for six weeks and and be rich or something like that. <laughs> absolutely absolutely and that's a lot why i consider myself a baby entrepreneur mm -hmm. i don't even know if that's a real term but in my mind you know entrepreneurship is still new to me that's how yeah. this whole podcast started was yeah i want to you know, create a, how do I say it? A, a community of mentors. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of folks have that one mentor in their life that just yeah. really packs it in. Yeah. And I always struggled to have that yeah. singular mentor. Mm -hmm. So I was like, but people are giving me advice and wisdom in these little pockets and conversations. Yeah. And I wanted to ask folks like you, Pri, who yeah. have been putting this work in and now yeah. you're seeing these beautiful, successful accomplishments and you're able to showcase it. Yeah. I'm like, 
how did you get there? And yeah. what were those struggles? How did you make it out of the struggles? Because as a baby entrepreneur, not yeah. only is it inspiring to, mm -hmm. to hear how you even pull yourself out of the lows or the tough points in life, yeah. but there is pieces of advice that I never even think to ask, mm. you know, and yeah, I yeah. won't know until I hear it or until I experience it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, that's actually kind of my next question. Yeah. Um, let's be specific in, in real estate yeah. and then maybe we can generalize it to to entrepreneurship. Yeah. What skills do you feel like you built built in that time period you're mm -hmm. talking about that helps you see the wins now in mm -hmm. your real estate career? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the entrepreneurship roller coaster. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you have heard this book by Darren Hardy. Mm -hmm. I, I read that book. I think the book is called entrepreneurship. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I highly recommend okay. reading that. Um, I think it was also because my husband was already doing that. And then I kind of had like a built in mentor, somebody mm -hmm. who was already doing it. Yeah. But as a tennis player, like I've always had coaches and mentors in my life. So I knew right. like I needed to be coachable. Mm -hmm. Right. So I feel like uh, most of the time people are not coachable. Like if you come in with the mentality of like, oh, I know it all or I always like to be a student, yeah, right? And um, so then that was one thing, like always, you know, be coachable, mm -hmm. right? Be coachable and um, and just like, don't be afraid to ask. So like, I really commend you for, you know, you just had a baby and you're still <laughs> out here, like, you know, making it happen. Try it, girl. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, you just reach out. Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of women, like they feel like other women are, are competition. Mm. And at one point yes. I used to feel like that. Right. Yeah. But I think you have, you want to have this abundance mindset of like, Hey, the more I give, yeah, uh, the more I'm going to receive. Right. Right. But if I just like hold it, then there's like no flow, no flow in my right. finances and my knowledge or, or whatever that is. Um, and I had to learn that, too. So now mm. I'm I think especially after being a mom, you know, I don't know, like there was a shift in me where I'm like, yeah. everyone's going through something. You yes. know, is there a way I can help? Right. Um, That's so true. And instead of like, you know, seeing other women as like competition, like mm -hmm. how can you empower each other? You mm -hmm. know, and how can we all have success together? Yeah. So um, you're you're doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You know, what? I have to be honest, even as you say this, it sparks almost like a soft spot that I have in terms of women's empowerment. Yeah. Part of why I've been so passionate about it mm -hmm. for most of my life is actually because I've struggled with yeah. friendships and sisterhood. Yeah. And it hasn't been in the catty sense where I think yeah. I've heard a lot of stories yeah. um, of folks like, oh, yeah, people are catty because of the competition. Mm -hmm. I haven't experienced that so much. It's more so just that when I feel like I'm building a really genuine friendship mm -hmm. with another woman, yeah. it never seems to last. Mm. And I and I struggle with figuring out uh, seasonality of yeah. relationships when I really crave a deep sisterhood that'll yeah. last a long time. And I have a couple girls in my life that yeah. I'm like, you know, we're in different States and we still yeah. talk all the time and connect, yeah. but it took a while for us to build, yeah. um, that relationship. And then there's a couple folks who yeah. we rarely, if ever talk, but the few moments that we do maybe once a year, twice yeah. a year, it's like no time has passed yeah. and it yeah. just feels like yeah. comfortable and easy. Yeah. Um, but that, that's part of why I've always been passionate about trying to build the relationships because yeah. I'm still testing that out. Like, yeah. does it change when you get older? And mm -hmm. I do feel like since becoming a mom, yeah. I'm seeing a difference. Like yeah. <laughs> you yeah. relate a lot more to just yeah. mo motherhood experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think there's this piece of connection from 
learning yeah. how to mom when there's like no one right or wrong way yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. do it. So exactly. I'm, I'm just kind of curious. Do you feel like uh, mm-hmm. your relationships with women have changed over time? Yeah, yeah. I think um, that's funny that you say that because I was also longing for that, right? Mm-hmm. I felt like sometimes as women, like we don't go deep in our relationship. Like we're mm-hmm. just a little superficial, you know? That's true. Yep. But now that I'm getting older, <laughs> I'm like, I've, I've noticed that I'm just real. Like I just say mm-hmm. it how it is, you know? And you also want to pay attention yeah. to people that are really cheering you on, right? Yeah. Or they're just there. You can feel the energy, right? Oh, if yeah. you're having success and someone is there for you and, mm-hmm. you know, um, cheering you on, you feel that, right? But if yes, someone is... Yes um just there but not like really cheering you on then you're like uh like you know i love you but Mm -hmm. i gotta keep my distance yes right and how do i surround myself with people who like really care care for me uplifting you exactly yeah yeah Yeah. i definitely have seen that pattern where there's over age you know when i was younger Mm -hmm. i feel like i would connect with a lot of people in the struggle points where we're all lifting each other up Mm -hmm. and encouraging each other because we're like sharing a struggle yeah but once somebody does win or get out of that struggle Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's like disconnect yeah and At one side of it, it, you have to, I guess, upgrade your circle if you are upgrading in life too, because you don't want to be held back. But when you want to bring somebody with you and they're stuck in that struggle place and Mm -hmm. can't change that mindset, it's really hard to say like, I have to set some boundaries to like not interact in that relationship as much when you really care about those people and want them to come up with you. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. I think you just kind of go through purges in your life, Mm -hmm. right? different seasons and yeah. like you said right now that you we're moms like we're just constantly thinking about other mom friends right, <laughs> right. you're thinking about play dates and right. you know like mom hang hangouts yes. and stuff like that and the mompreneur community is <laughs> mm-hmm. what i need to get in touch with now because i mean two months old yeah. um at the time we're recording this i think it'll be about three months old yeah. <laughs> when it actually releases but yeah, it's like it's a whole learning journey to try to integrate work now. And I know yeah. you were still working um, mm-hmm. with your baby, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that in the first year? Oh, man, it was, um, I think your first one is just everything is new, right? You're like, oh, um, you know, my first two years I did, I did great, right? Mm-hmm. And this year was really a test of like, can I do it again? Mm. Right. I think every entrepreneur beginning of the year goes through that. That roller coaster. Hey, can I do this again? <laughs> like w- what I did last year or can I do yeah. what I do? Can I do more than what I did last year? Yeah. Uh, but then this year was like, you know, I had I had Roman in September. So like September, October, November, December. I mean, three months was just a blur. Mm-hmm. Like you have no sleep. You're figuring it out. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I kind of like came back. Uh, maybe I would say like January, February and the market changed, like, you know, the economy, the rates and all that. Yeah. And then uh, I was just sharing this uh, the other day. Like um, I felt like an Im- imposter. You know mm. what I mean? Of like, can I do this again? Can I do this as a new mom? Can I do this yeah. after taking a few months off? Like you have all these like thoughts going going in your head. Right. And I remember this one day I was like, I just went for a run. I was like to clear my mind. And I was like, enough is enough. Like this is it. I can't just, you know, I felt like I was kind of like being like a victim of like, okay, Mm. like I'm a new mom, like, oh, now I have a baby, uh, the market, oh, like my body's not the same. Oh, like my hormones, like, oh, like this postpartum, like, and again, those are real things. Mm -hmm. Those are real things. Um, but I just had to be like, okay, uh, it's, this is there, but how can I be better? 
yeah. how can I be better? And I just made a decision. I was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Mm. And in, instead of waiting for other moms, I just started mom groups. So mm. I would um, go to mom's group. I would make yeah. the initiate, you know, initiation of like, hey, uh, want to meet at a park, right? And yeah. build um, the genuine relationship. One, it got me out mm. of the funk of like, okay, I can meet <laughs> other moms, right? Right. And then, uh, mm. then you build a genuine relationship. And then somehow they know that you're in real estate. And I ended up helping a couple of families this year just mm-hmm. from mom's group. And it just oh, happened wow. so naturally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, this yeah. year was, um, so yeah, any new moms, right? I, I feel like, you know, you can do it, mm-hmm. right? You can, you can do it. All you have to do is just put one foot in front of the other. Like, it's that yes. simple, yeah. right? Like, don't even think about the rest of the year. Just be like, okay, well, how am I going to get better this week? Right. Oh, the smaller steps. Yeah. The smaller yeah. steps. Like, you can have that big vision, but it's so hard sometimes to break it down and just yeah. be like, one day at a time. One, one day at a, time. at a time. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I'm kind of in that stage right now where mm-hmm. um, I've just started looking up, actually, like, okay, where can I get connected? Where can yeah. I, like, find folks? Because I have a few, mo- well, actually, I have a lot of mom friends, but mm-hmm. only a few of them with uh, young, young babies mm-hmm. and kids. Yeah. Most of my mom friends actually have older kids because yeah. I have a 12-year-old stepson, so it's, like, a very different community oh, yeah, for gap. folks with yeah. older kids mm-hmm. and i'm still like i still consider myself a first-time mom because stepmomming yeah. and actually having a baby is so oh, different yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> so <laughs> different i'm like hold on i'm learning a whole lot right yeah. now <laughs> um but yeah so it was like i just found a like fit mama south bay like mm-hmm. for because i've been wanting i was telling you actually yeah. this before yeah. the podcast i've been trying to figure out how can i exercise more my yeah. body misses it like yeah. it's not even about the snapback I like I just want to feel for mental health active yes my mental health is definitely affected by like my physical wellness and just trying to balance that all but Mm -hmm. then you know I'll plan to go to a class and if the baby just had a rough night it's like you know we're not gonna make it to that class so trying to balance uh just grace for yourself um with that commitment of like I'm just gonna do it Mm -hmm it's tough it's tough yeah. in this like yeah. i'm i want to say first year i'm assuming yeah. but especially these first three months it is yeah. so tough to try to pull yourself from mm-hmm. that i've been at home for a whole month i yeah. haven't really interacted with people yeah how do i start integrating into mom communities and like doing things for myself again yeah yeah but, yeah mm, one yeah. step at a time i'm yeah. glad you said find that. those communities <laughs> yeah yeah and just yeah just go on a few play dates or like mom hangs out and yes. you know people that get it yeah yeah <laughs> that also have it. the patience yeah and you know how many times you had to reschedule play dates and i just totally get it because things come up last minute right yep. you know with with kids and so and true. stuff like that so the word is grace mm-hmm. definitely grace for yourself grace for others yeah, yeah. grace is the word well okay so what does that look like uh you know, when we're talking about rescheduling or just kind of having yeah. that patience and grace for things coming up yeah. when you're working with folks who don't understand. So yeah. if you potentially have clients or folks in the business yeah. who don't have kids or maybe aren't yeah. used to that family experience, how do you navigate that world? Yeah. Um, again, I have a big support, right? So um, my husband Mostly in real estate, <laughs> so he understands, yeah. right? And uh, this year he actually partnered with me. So now he's focused mm. more with sellers and I'm focused more with the buyers. Oh, nice. So nice. then, um, we kind of like, you know, just, uh, tag team, tag team. It. Tag I love team. that. Yeah. 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 And how long have y'all been working together? So, um, we've been working together for, since we met, but, um, in real estate, you know, uh, Juan's more in the investor and then, mm-hmm. um, 
helping the company expand the ad kinetic because yeah. he's one of the you know he has a position in the operation side and, yeah. and he's the president of the company uh but this year uh we we had some few commitments i would say financially mm-hmm. and we were just again uh, instead of saying like oh like you know I don't think we can do it. We were like, how can we figure it out? Yeah. I felt like this was this year was a stretch of like just with right. parenting, business, having him take his real estate license and then partner up with me mm. and him like supporting the seller sides, uh, seller side of our business. Um, yeah. 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 Well, I'm hearing this mindset pattern from yeah. your original story of, you yeah. know, your dad had this big vision for yeah. you to move into America in American culture at that, you know, figuring out with the scholarship and then your pattern of getting into real estate, traveling before that (laughs) to all these different places. There's this consistent thing, this pattern I'm hearing from Mm -hmm. you of like, I'm going to find a way to do it and just do it. I'm going to find a way to do it and just do it. Yeah. So do you feel like that mindset is inherent in realizing the American dream or is that unique to you? Mm. You know, now that you say that, I think it it was more because I grew up there, mm, right? It, it yeah. was like, okay, we don't have this. How are we going to figure out to have that? So it is a cultural mindset kind of that yeah, foundation. Yeah, okay, um, you know, we don't have this for tennis. Okay, we got to find figure out a way how, mm-hmm. to, how to get that. I think just like finding a way. Uh, yeah, now that you say that, I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, I think it's just instead of like, saying like, oh, I don't have it. I'm not mm-hmm. even going to try it. Uh, but then now you're like, okay, how can I find a way, mm-hmm. right? And I think I think that's the the American mindset, right? Mm. Like the American dream mindset, I would, I would say, right? Just yeah. finding a way, right? Figuring out a way. Like no one's going to give it to you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's so many people that are complaining, right? Oh, America, this, yes. America, that. I'm like, yes. mm, have you lived in uh, other countries? <laughs> like, well, that's and part I'm like, of the you problem. should yes. just travel a little bit yes. more and go on a ministry trip or volunteer Mm -hmm. right and and again i'm not discouraging you know whatever situation you're at but i think i'm just saying that look when i was growing up even the basic you know needs were Mm -hmm. hard to be met Mm -hmm. and and sometimes i forget that i can turn on the light all night i Mm -hmm. I can have a cold shower you know even those these things for granted so much even those little things were really tough back home yeah so then when that's why it's hard for me to to listen to someone like complaining (laughs) complaining like third world problems (laughs) yeah Yeah. like first world problems right uh i'm like um i and and again right it's it's not their fault i think you just need different perspective right i think travel a little bit more um volunteer and and see what's out there right and i think um that will really shift your perspective right and um there's a book called gap in the gain that we recently uh read and had a book club on it and Mm. it talks just that of like instead of focusing on what you don't have you know instead of saying like oh i'm stuck in in traffic uh, the book says oh like i am fortunate enough to have a car right so like always looking at the gain side of it um yeah i think Mm. i think that'll that'll you know, change your perspective, you feel grateful for where you're at, but then right. also encourage you to keep working hard to where you want to be. Yes. Yeah. I feel like one of the tips I've received over time now that I've really liked is changing. I have to, to, I get to, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I have to go do this today. I have to go do this today. And it's like, I yeah. get to do this. I get to do this. Cause yeah. 
so many folks don't have the opportunities we have here. Exactly. Um, and I think I'm saying it's a problem, but it's a challenge mm -hmm. for American born Americans, I think yeah. is it's almost like an inherent victim mentality sometimes when mm -hmm. you grow up here, mm -hmm. because if you haven't had an experience of without, mm -hmm. it's very easy to just have an expectation yeah. of what you're supposed to have. Yeah. So then everything turns into a complaint when you don't have yeah. this like high standard of something. Yeah. And it's like, well, what are you working for? So yeah. I, I love to hear this, yeah. um, this like common thread with, immigrant communities mm -hmm. and although i don't identify as an immigrant woman of color just having a marginalized background of any yeah. sort there's definitely this thing that pulls us together yeah. in our yeah. common experience yeah, of exactly. wanting to lift each other up and do better for our families like yeah. i know for me part of my decision to get into real estate was um the building relationships piece yeah. definitely but that bigger why is like yeah. i want to build generational wealth for yeah. my family and yep. this career yeah. used to scare the heck out of me like yeah. there's no way i can do that and it's commission-based and yeah i want to but how yeah. but how but how and it took yeah. years of me in other careers building yeah. my skills to finally say i finally feel like i have the skills to be successful in this yeah. career now yeah but it definitely was like me coming out of college no way i was yeah. not ready yeah <laughs> i was not ready personally some yeah. people might be but i wasn't ready yeah yeah um and, yeah i think and it I had just to get starts that mindset that. right mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. But I love this. I yeah. love this. What do you feel like has been uh, maybe like the obstacle or challenge you've mm. overcome that you're most proud of? Ooh. Um, I think definitely being able to follow through with my tennis, I would say, mm. and then uh, come here. And I know because of that, a lot of other women back home, um, and men, I would say as well, were yeah. really inspired by me and my brother to continue that route. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it was very fulfilling to to yeah. see and hear that that a lot of people followed our footsteps and 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 came here. So uh, yeah, at the time, you know, we were one of the poorest kids to play tennis, mm -hmm. and you know, we didn't have like the best shoes or our clothes or, or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you feel a certain way, right? Uh, yeah. like there's like a chip on your shoulder kind of thing. Um, but now looking back, I was like, we had to go through that, right. Mm -hmm. To be where, where I'm at. So, and that's why I say like, whatever we're going through, I think Tony Robbins says it, right. He says, life is not happening. I think something like life, life is happening for you yeah. or to you or something like that. Like it's, pretty much saying that it's all going to work out. Like it's just right. preparing you for your next season, your next chapter. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that. And then I think giving birth to Roman, honestly, <laughs> it was one of the... Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, one of the most hardest thing and the most yeah. joyful thing I've ever done in my life. You know? <laughs> so many mixed feelings. <laughs> yeah, so many. <laughs> and only a mom would understand this, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say those two things, like just really following through with tennis and, and actually coming here with like, I remember two suitcases, right? Mm -hmm. By myself, traveled all the way here. Wow. Um, the whole journey, I think, took like more than 24 hours mm -hmm. and I was exhausted by the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I'm like, wow, like, you know, if, if I can do it, you know, anyone can do it yeah. yeah you've mentioned your community of support multiple times but during that time when you were traveling here alone did you ever feel lonely 
I did. I and then I got to the airport, right? Mm-hmm. And like my coach was supposed to pick me up. Oh. And he yeah. assigned someone else. And I think something happened with that person. And I'm, <laughs> I'm at the airport for like two, three hours. No one has come pick me what? up. And I and I'm like I'm rethinking my entire life. I'm like, is this? I would be so scared. I was oh so gosh. scared. I had to. Um, asked this random person hey can i please borrow your phone and then i ended up calling him like after an hour and mm-hmm. he's like oh like someone's gonna come pick you up like we haven't forgotten about you i'm like okay uh thank god you haven't forgotten but then it's been two three hours and finally like they came to pick me up and i was just exhausted at the time oh, I bet. yeah <laughs> yeah at the time i was like you're like not the warmest welcome yeah <laughs> yeah but it's so it's crazy like I think when you're young, you're just, you have this like fearless, like, Mm -hmm. and and it kind of makes me wonder, like, when did we start becoming fearful, right? Where, Mm. where we're like, oh, I don't know, you know, Uh, even though I was lonely, I was like, I don't know, there was something in me where I'm like, I'm going to figure it out. Like, it's going to be okay kind of thing. It's a determination. Yeah. Yeah. But I think as you get older, like trying new things, you're like, oh, I don't know. And I, I wish I, I want to mm-hmm. encourage myself and others to have that same yeah. same feeling no matter what age you are right you know well is it fear or is it comfort that would be my question mm, that's a i feel like we sometimes don't want to break out of our comfort zones but mm-hmm. we'll label it as fear just because we're like eh, it's uncomfortable yeah. to like do something new or to push ourselves yeah yeah i think for me it's fear it fear, was fear of like the uncertainty right mm, yeah. but now that you know i'm a christian and, and, and mm-hmm. it's about faith then it totally makes sense right like yes. you um you can't see it with your eyes but you're tr- trusting the lord and you know um yeah your future right yeah. but at the time i felt like i i didn't know god mm. or i grew up <laughs> that was gonna be my next question actually yeah yeah like i didn't grow up knowing jesus um so then uh i just felt like um a void in my life i would mm. say you know what i mean but now i i i have this peace where or i yeah. i'm like okay i can i can talk to god i can pray yeah yeah uh, I love that. So is is faith what pulled you through like some of these harder times in more recent years mm-hmm. of building the business and the entrepreneurship yeah. roller coaster as we called it? Has it been faith? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Just trusting the Lord. Um, and also, you know, I'm part of Vive Church and, mm-hmm. and uh, really look up to our pastors and, and the community there. Definitely. And as a kingdom builder, uh, we have vision season, right? We mm-hmm. have vision night and um i think all that has really inspired me yeah. of like if our pastors can do it he literally you know left everything back home came here and started a church right. mm. uh knowing nobody right in the silicon valley yeah yeah so that's very inspiring yes yeah. having those examples in front of us is so important <laughs> that yeah. we can actually see it. and i think that goes back to the stories like when we mm-hmm. share our stories we can empower so many people. Yeah. Um, and I know you already mentioned, you yeah. know, for your folks back in Nepal, for your community there, yeah. them seeing you make it, yeah. <laughs> even yeah. though in your mind, you know, at the time you're like, there's more, there's yeah. more, there's more. Even at those beginning stages of you just making it to America and then graduating college, like yeah. those are huge feats mm-hmm. that 
I think don't often get recognized enough. Like they don't get celebrated enough. Maybe I'll say it that way. Like, yeah. I hope you have celebrated and are really yeah. proud of yourself because you have done yeah. so much and I'm inspired by your journey. I know so many people are too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I forget sometimes I'm like, Oh, I, <laughs> I um, came here in 2010. You know, it feels like I've been living here forever. It feels like when I talk to somebody, they think I was, you know, either born here or came mm-hmm. here when I was like six or seven years old. <laughs> but I was like, no, I came like, here when nope. I was like almost 18, 19. And I yeah. think sometimes I, I forget that. So this is a good reminder yes, of like, absolutely. you know, of this podcast. And, and thank you for reminding me. <laughs> yes. and, and I think it's part of legacy building, too. Mm-hmm. So you can, you know, share this story, have it on record and. Yeah your son years from now maybe we'll hear it like yeah that's my mom and like she made this way she paved the way yeah actually that reminded me of another question i wanted to ask you so even your son is roman right yeah roman is experiencing even multiple cultures in his Mm -hmm. young life and i love that i love seeing it in your social media how you how you bring in your culture and juan's culture and then of course he's growing up in america so it's a mix and blend of so Mm -hmm. many things um, so my question kind of is, how are you intentional about that? Because yeah. I, I'm like super excited with, with my boyfriend, you yeah. know, like we have multiple cultures we're bringing in with, yeah. um, you know, him being Nicaraguan mm-hmm. and Mexican. And then yeah. I'm mixed with a whole lot of things, but yeah. pretty much black and white <laughs> and, and pulling those cultures together yeah. is exciting for us. So yeah. how have you been intentional about that for your son? Yeah. I mean, I, his grandparents talk to him in Chinese right and then when we go to my brother's place uh, my sister-in-law's house we talk to him in nepali Mm. and then juan grew up in mexico so then um they can all speak spanish so i wow i tell his aunties to talk to him in spanish Mm -hmm. you know so um yeah i think multilingual multilingual yeah exactly like diversity like you know including everything i think it's 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 great to just have him exposed to all that from you know from the very young age yeah absolutely yeah. oh my gosh it's so exciting <laughs> yeah I he has like that. this little books like his aunties got him for for gift and then one of them like um sings in chinese one of them sings in yeah. spanish and then i talked to him in nepali and it's funny when we go from like this one language to the other language yeah. i can literally see in his face he's like wait what <laughs> wait a second (laughs) he's like really thinking um but it's so cool yeah it's so cool that uh my husband's family they all speak spanish right so um i definitely want him to you know speak all these languages Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. how many languages do you speak i just speak nepali and i can understand and speak a little bit of hindi okay um juan speaks um chinese and then um spanish okay and english you know yeah yeah, yeah. that's awesome <laughs> yeah. i'm like i'm over here struggling i'm trying to learn spanish for my son you know yeah <laughs> to try yeah. to like pick up little pieces and i'm like i got the bilingual books that i'm trying to like yeah. read and i'm like i have a terrible accent but you're gonna do better than me all right like <laughs> i'm gonna keep reading to you yeah and all your aunties and family are talking to you in spanish thank exactly. goodness because my accent is terrible but i'm working on it i'm working on it <laughs> But it it is definitely, uh, I I believe it's such an asset to be multilingual Mm -hmm. and to be able to shift that because it's not just um, the ability to code switch, as we'd say, Mm -hmm. which I actually consider code switching a skill and a strength. I I think there's some contradiction about that, but uh, (laughs) like I believe code switching is a strength. But if you don't grow up doing it, it's so hard Mm -hmm. to get it later on. It is so hard to learn new languages later yeah and it, it, it's all gonna help him build a relationship right yeah like if um 
when I speak to people from my country, there's instant report. Right. Right. If you know the language, they feel comfortable. And I think it's going to help him, mm -hmm. uh, you know, whatever career he picks, either he wants to do real estate or he wants to do something else. Mm -hmm. I think it's just going to help him. Um, it'll be an asset. Yes. And yeah. it builds more options for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he could live in a ton of places. He could exactly. work in a ton of places, whatever yeah. works. <laughs> and connect with more people, which yep. is, I think, the bigger piece. Because exactly. that, that phrase of it's who you know, I think, is very true. Mm -hmm. Or there's a lot of truth to it. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. But if you can go anywhere and mm -hmm. meet people that you connect with, yeah. That's a blessing. Yeah. That's or just blessing. be able to have a conversation, right? Like, yes. I see, like, you know, kids sometimes they have a hard time even you know having conversations with, yes. with other uh folks so um yeah i know we're in the digital age so mm -hmm. you know it i'm sure they're more extrovert online yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's like this like natural social anxiety we see with like our is, is it it's not Gen Z. I don't know what the newest generation is I don't know yet. either. I'm but getting old. Yeah, I was like the newest generation. Yeah. Whatever, whatever they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely can talk so much easier mm -hmm. um, online. But then when they get in person, it's like an instant social anxiety comes in. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is so mm -hmm. interesting to see. Like, they, they can't interact all the time. I'm saying yeah. they very communally. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a pattern I've seen. Yeah, and it's it's funny because it's it was the opposite for us, right? Mm -hmm. When they tell you, oh, go on social media and create content. And you're like, what? what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Turn on my camera and start talking. I can't do that. Yeah, it, it's, you have to train yourself yeah. to like feel normal talking on social media yeah. for us. But for them, it's like, oh, yeah, this this is normal. Like, yeah. Interfacing <laughs> on my phone. We'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. <laughs> exactly. Well, yes. Speaking of your son mm -hmm. and, and what this all looks like bringing your story together, what do you want yeah. your legacy to be? Ooh, that's a deep question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I think through real estate, definitely the generational wealth is there, but mm -hmm. then, um, I think from my story, it's like, how can you inspire and influence more people? Right. Mm -hmm. If someone's like, I don't know, somehow listening to this podcast in a different country and they're like, Oh, like, you know, are there opportunities for me, right? Mm -hmm. Or is there more that I can do? And I think you can definitely do. You just got to figure out a way, right? Definitely. You got to be coachable. You got to ask for help, look for mentors, personal development, mindset every day. Like, you know, it's uh, it's really like what you're feeding in, mm -hmm. right? And who pretty much the top five people that you surround yourself with. Yeah. Yeah, it just pretty much comes down to that. Like your environment is so powerful. Like, mm. yeah, if you're around top producers, you will be a top producer, yeah, right? Definitely. But if you're just around like people that are comfortable or like complaining, then next thing you know, you're complaining <laughs> as well. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Well, I, I love everything we've talked about and I absolutely see you building that legacy right now. So I, I have a couple more questions for you as oh, we yeah, like start to finish it. up. Yeah. So with this central theme we've kind of pulled into mm -hmm. of is the American dream still possible, still yeah. real? I think we've answered that today as yeah. yes, it just yes. may look a little different than what mm -hmm. it was defined as yeah. <laughs> for yeah. our parents' generation. Exactly. Um, so I, I want to ask, what do you think it looks like moving forward? So if we've identified what it was for you, what it yeah. is now, what does the American dream like and look like in the future? In the future, uh-huh. Um, I think it would all start with like believing in yourself first, 
Mm. And then and knowing that there's other options, right? If entrepreneurship is not for you or business ownership is not for you, then uh, there might be something else, right? Mm-hmm. I think the the idea of like, I got to stay in this job like forever, I think um, just shifting that, right? While I'm at this job, yeah. what else can I be doing, right? Um, when I was working from nine to five, then from five to nine, I would work on my business, mm. right? And, and that kind of allowed me to go full time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, there there's a way, right? You just it's out there you just gotta go get it right you just gotta work hard right and take massive action um the biggest thing you can do is honestly invest in yourself like Mm. the more you invest in yourself the more you're gonna figure out like what you can do Mm -hmm. uh and the money will just be the byproduct right yeah yeah i don't know if that that makes sense but it it does make (laughs) sense it absolutely does because it's the work ethic the willingness to be a sponge and learn as much as you can problem solving i'm hearing from your story Mm -hmm. you know of like it's not all going to work out perfectly but having that faith yeah that you're still on the right track and something will come as long as you keep working hard and just problem solve on the way (laughs) yeah you just had to do something uncomfortable like this year we did 75 hard i i didn't even know what i've signed up for (laughs) and i every day i'm like i can't do this i'm gonna quit like you know (laughs) but you just like you said right one day at a time okay Mm -hmm. today like i have these five things that i'm gonna do and then you just wake up and you're like okay these are the things that i need to do when you know, so one thing that I learned from this year is like keep getting uncomfortable because mm-hmm. there's growth on the other side. Yeah. Right. So now I'm like every year, maybe I'll I'll do something new. Right. Mm-hmm. To keep challenging myself, to keep like growing, that. to, you know, just um, get uncomfortable being uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's it's a practice. Yeah. <laughs> it takes practice getting mm-hmm. uncomfortable to figure yeah. out how to like push away the fear push away the discomfort and do it anyway yeah it does yep okay well my last question then (laughs) maybe pulls in something that you already just said Uh but in thinking about I know women are going to listen to this podcast and be like I want to meet Pri I'm feeling inspired Mm -hmm. I want to figure out how to follow in her footsteps maybe they're just at the start of their journey or maybe they've been building the skills and the character that we've talked about and are now ready to just go for it yeah what advice would you give to these women hearing this who want to take a path similar to you yeah um yeah I would say just do it the more you think about it you're not gonna want to do it it's kind of like going to the gym like this happened to me this morning i was like uh you know but i got there i was i did a 20 minute of cardio and then i was like okay i can lift some weight Mm -hmm. it's just like that first step like take that first step right Mm -hmm. first and then um personal development Mm -hmm. yeah when i was an athlete i thought i was motivated enough right until i met my husband there's levels to it like you know i'm i I listen to jim jim roan um ed milet tony robbins Mm -hmm. um constantly like investing in yourself like personal development like and i think it needs to be every day because uh, it's like that daily bread you know <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah and, and maybe if you can do it in the morning then you have this mindset of like okay i can for the rest of the for day. the rest of the day exactly yeah, yeah. and um kind of like what you're doing like connection building connection mm-hmm. networking right don't be afraid to ask for help i think it's so hard for for women to Mm -hmm. to ask for help or put put up this facade of like i'm good right you know like 
it's okay to not be good yes you know yes and we're all going through something so the more real you are uh the more uh deeper connection you're you're going to build mm-hmm. right so network um find mentors and coaches that's been huge for me yes. right and being coachable right finding someone who's already done it right mm-hmm. how do you if you want their life then you take their advice right mm. uh, yes. sometimes it's you Watching know you, the lifestyle yeah the lifestyle because sometimes like your friends might be giving you advice and you're like well what have you built right again not to like discredit them but yeah but it's the evidence we want to see evidence yeah. of a life well lived <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah so they don't you don't know what you don't know right so mm-hmm. um talking to the right people and yeah finding community i don't know if it's going to be like a mom community for mm-hmm. me it's like mom's community um for me it's kinetic leadership it's uh, vibe girls at at vibe church mm-hmm. it's kingdom builders like you know i'm i'm i feel like i'm constantly surrounding surrounded by people that are just um wanting to be better Yes. you know wanting to be better there's um there's a bigger calling than just us mm-hmm. you know because sometimes uh, you could get hung up on like what's in it for me like me yeah. m- me mine you know just me 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 yeah but that's a lot of entrepreneurs out there yeah. yeah 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 but once you shift the focus on like how can i love and service mm-hmm. other people then i feel like the success and then the money is just gonna flow anyways mm-hmm. um so the biggest thing I would say, like, who are the five people that you're hanging out with? Mm-hmm. I would say, like, who, who are the five people that you're, like, constantly, like, talking? Or yeah. do you have, like, uh, confidence in your life that you can just call and be like, hey, this is what I'm going through? Like, right. you know, so I think just, like, you don't need a lot of people, mm-hmm. right? Only if just those four or five people, then then you're rich. You're rich in yeah. relationship, rich in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, the material things, they'll come, but they're... Yeah a byproduct so long as you don't focus on it because abundance really comes when you give yeah 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 oh i love it yep thank you so much free for for sharing your story with us for allowing us to actually hear some of the vulnerable moments in your life that Mm -hmm. you pushed through and overcame it's beautiful because it's not just inspiration for us who are listening but i'm hoping it's a reminder to you as well of how powerful you are and that you can come back to the podcast yourself even and be like yeah i did that (laughs) like yes i did like god put me in position for a reason to share this story because I'm so excited, especially to be releasing this episode in January Mm -hmm. as, you know, really building ourselves at the start of the year. It doesn't have to be at the start of the year. It can be any time we're listening to this. Just go ahead and take action. Just do it. You've said that multiple times. And and that's really what I'm hooking on to is there's always a way. Yeah. Even if you don't see it right in front of you, yeah. just be willing to get uncomfortable and do it and go exactly. for it. That That's really what I'm pulling most. So yeah. thank you. No, Is there thank you for having anything me. else you want to share before we close? Uh, no, I'm just, I think, so excited, you know, to be here. And, and I was really just not really preparing. I would say I was just like sitting and thinking, you know, about what we're going to chat. And yes. I was just feeling so grateful, you know, just feeling blessed of like being able to share my story, being able to, you know, connect with you and, and mm-hmm. see how we can help each other. And I think that's what life is about. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where you really feel uh, you're walking in your purpose yes. so um yeah i just feel very honored to be here yeah thank you for asking and yes. you know yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah I just feeling it. 
great. <laughs> Good. <laughs> the blessing is mutual. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely feel it too. Well, perfect. We're going to include um, how folks can connect with you, yeah. your social media handles and all of that in the awesome. description. So if you're listening or watching, go ahead and hit that description now so you can connect with Pre. Uh, folks can message you on social media, email. What do you prefer? Yeah, just DM me or email me. Um, I, I check my DMs all the time Perfect. or comment on my post. And <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So keep up with Pri's journey. And yeah. I'm so excited to see what comes next for you as well, for you and your family. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank, thank you. you. And that's it. That's a wrap. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Here to Uplift podcast. I hope you're finishing this episode feeling inspired and ready to take action. We want to keep the stories and inspiration coming. So please take a moment to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with a friend. We really appreciate it. Welcome to the Uplift Community, friend. Please join us for another episode soon.